0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
1: Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile.
2: Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what?
1: Good morning, Metroplex. Shout out to the 6 a.m. club. We got the entire squad here now. Sean Sharif, our Jade Choppy, Bobby Belt on oh, his good. way to the NFL oh, Combine oh, in oh, Indianapolis oh. tomorrow. Peyton and Rye Rai in the back live on the Fan Cam, Twitch, and YouTube. Thanks for being a Tolo. That stands for Turn It On, Leave It On. And late last night, Roberto sent us the story from Michael Gelkin, one of the few people that I actually like and respect at the Dallas Morning News, along with Calvin Watkins. I can't remember who else right now, uh, but really Michael and Calvin. The rest can go ahead and kick rocks uh, and slip on their two-page paper. But Michael Gelkin, who is in the know, writes, Cowboys didn't plan for a season in which their entire coaching staff and franchise quarterback would be in a contract year, but that scenario is a possibility. Mike Zimmer, other new hires, signed one-year deals. (laughs) That's a one-year deal for Mike Zimmer. And then the final line, which will make the Dak haters, Mike Bassick, RJ Choppy, stand up. A Dak Prescott offseason extension is not promised. This is the second guy over there, along with David Moore, with a similar report, Bobby Belt, What do you make of that?
3: Uh, I mean, if Michael is talking about it, it's legitimate. Like, Michael is... He and... uh, Typically, I will... uh, Anything that Michael Gelkin or Todd Archer are talking about is going to make me sit up and take a little bit more notice. Um, But, yeah, this is something that we've heard leaked a little bit or suggested a little bit. Is that like, oh, this could be their play, but... You know, it, it feels like this tide. It's almost like the the fields versus trading or, or fields versus Caleb Williams discussion in Chicago where we keep hearing this changing tide of like, oh, it's going to be fields. Oh, it's going to be number one. It's fields. Same sort of thing where we keep hearing, oh, Cowboys could let this play out. And then it's like, no, they're going to get this done. They're going to sign it probably in the next two weeks or something. They've got to get it done. Uh, and then you hear Steven say stuff the other day like, hey, we, we don't have to get it done. Like yeah. we want to, but we don't have to get it done. We can restructure it. The yeah, way it is exactly that they they don't feel like they have to do anything with his contract in order to operate the way they want to this offseason. And
1: of course, the key question is: Okay, are these reporters being used for leverage, or are they setting the table that they really may not give him sixty million dollars a year anytime soon? That's the question here. Mm-hmm. Because when David Moore writes it, I think leverage. When Michael Gelkin follows up, I say, oh. Is this is this not happening? Is this is this actually going to be a reality? That's the way my brain is thinking about it right now. Look, I mean, that is that is a
4: good question and is the reality like what are they going to do? What what is their whole motivation behind these kind of throwing out their little tidbits to the morning news or to certain media members like are they in- and this is—it's really like—are you really ne- going to negotiate in the public media? Is that how you're doing it? Like that's—that's that's the way you want to go. They've done it a lot of times. They before. have. But a lot of teams have done it. Like—is that? But is that really the right way to go about it? I mean, I, I don't know the answer to that.
3: So when they brought back McCarthy, I remember that was one of the things that you had said, Chop, is that you felt like, hey, if you're going to bring back McCarthy, it can't be on a one-year deal. At the very least, you need to tack on a meaningless extra year. It's got to look like there's some level of security. And Michael Gelkin writes in this article. He says that, you know, short-term contracts are not necessarily a surprise following a 48-32 beatdown in the wildcard round. He goes, still there is some resulting discomfort and unhappiness within the building. One person close to the situation said the sentiment extends deeper than the coaches, adding that little sense of commitment is felt anywhere. And look, I think that whether you're Dak or Mike McCarthy or some of these other people on the roster that, that feel if Dak is one of them, feel offended or uneasy or unhappy with the lack of commitment. Tough. Yeah. I mean, tough. Like, don't get your ass kicked in the wild card round by a team that's not better than you okay. at home.
1: Okay. 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 Cool. Cool. Hard line stance. Well, guess what? At the end of the day, I have the leverage. Still, I'm on the higher step in the Suns game. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm I'm Suns and four. So. Yeah, we got our ass kicked. Yeah, I got some playoff issues. He was on the lower step. The guy who got his ass kicked. No,
4: Sudden four guy was on the lower step. He oh. didn't have the. He didn't have the. Uh... Oh, he didn't. No, the that was the most amazing he part was, of that entire he was thing.
3: Literally punching up. <laughs>
1: that was the
4: most amazing part of that fight.
1: Well, in my <laughs> opinion, the top step in this scenario is going to purgatory. Go ahead, live it all over again post Aikman. So go ahead, take your hardline stance. Sure. I'll go I'll go get paid somewhere else and you can possibly rot.
3: Yeah, and I mean that's the way that I would look at it is that you're you're really risking something here, but I mean I also think that if the Cowboys want to hold the position of none of you have earned anything, then they all have to kind of eat that. Whether, mean, whether whether they care or not. Yeah. Like Dak may not care. Dak may be like, "Fine, you're the one who's really jeopardizing things." Dak may not care, but for Dallas to have an internal sentiment of, we're not giving any of you anything after what happened last year, I don't hate the thought process. Yeah, but they should pay C D Lamb. Well, so
1: here's what's interesting. Like, like, I, you have your little blow ups and whatever. Like, you have to pay CD Lamb. Yeah, in my I,
4: you, you, you do, but I guess the thing is, like, if you're going to move on, if you're going to like not pay Dak and you're going to move on from Dak, yeah. then the play is to not pay C D and not pay Micah, and it's to trade him. Yeah,
1: that's the that that could be the play, but it'll never happen, ever.
4: No, I wouldn't think so. I wouldn't think so. But I mean, I could easily make the argument that they're in purgatory now. And if I was Jerry, I would come back to Dak and I would say, "Uh, son, we're in purgatory today. We're trying to get to heaven."
3: Right. You can make the argument as an organization. I still don't think you can make that as a quarterback. Like he just finished second in the MVP. He played his best football. You can't. I, I don't think I that. Understand that there's two
1: different purgatories. Yeah, there's, there's a regular there, season and a playoff. No, there's a you're not relevant. Like there's no reason to watch your games and there's okay, you're 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 technically a contender. You're a division champ probably possibly until we get to the postseason. There's two different type of purgatories. It's okay, you're on that
3: third level of contenders versus you can be a top 5 drafting team. I'm I would I would not pick them. I was going to pick against them, in all likelihood, in the divisional round if they would have made it. Everything else, but we can't say it's not just some impossibility at the start of the playoffs every year. We're not talking about like, well, it's completely impossible for the Cowboys to go on a run and win the Super Bowl. Like they're talented enough. That to me is not purgatory. Purgatory is like you're you are stuck in the middle, yeah. and there there is no hope of going up or down even or the but,
1: or, or or below. The the Commanders have been stuck. Yeah. Forever, the Chicago Bears have been stuck since the beginning of time with their with their quarterback.
3: And what's the number? Is it still? There's never been a four thousand yard passer in the history of the Bears, which is an absurd note, especially with the way the game's gone. But yeah, that yeah. that's that's being stuck now. What I think is interesting here is one of the last lines of Michael's article where he Again, says, "This is
1: Michael Gelkin saying a Dak Prescott offseason extension is
3: not promised." This came out at 10 o'clock last night. Yeah, and at 11 o'clock indie time. So he's pushing this way late because he, he's oh, an yeah. indie. So this is the East Coast. He's pushing it out near midnight where and, he's at. And
1: why would he be writing it that late in Indy, Bob, as you're about to find out?
3: Uh, I mean, I don't know. Who, who knows? He, he may have he may have just uh, been a, a little busy bee, or maybe he was out late at a restaurant and talking to somebody that made him say, I need to go write something real quick. Yeah. Talk to me later. Yeah. Peter what,
1: King, who
3: went on Gbag yesterday and
1: finally retired. He said, "Yeah, I've retired because like I just, I I, I didn't want to go. I wasn't excited for certain events like the combine." He goes, "I'm excited to be in bed by nine fifteen at the combine. You're out every night till one a.m. Part of the reason why I wanted to go to the combine.
3: <laughs> yeah, exactly. One and, and, and six thirty start. We're gonna we're gonna be pushing for that. Um, we're gonna spend I'll, the whole next year pushing to go next yes, year. Yes, I am. Uh, it says the la- talking about the the DAC agreement." Todd France, the agent for Dak mm-hmm. Prescott. Tori Dandy, the agent for CeeDee Lamb. David Mulugeta, the agent for Micah Parsons. The Cowboys have zero plans to meet with any of the three while they're in Indianapolis. Who who said that, Michael? Michael Gelkin said that they have no plans to meet with any of them and they that find. they feel... Uh, it's a two people familiar with the team's thinking said that they consider in-person meetings unnecessary to advance contract-related talks because they're familiar enough with the agents. What do you make of that? Uh, I think that that's kind of (laughs) nonsense. I think you need to, if you want to get these things done, you would sit down and just say, hey, come on the bus. Let's hammer it out real quick. The fact that they're not doing that, that's not about familiarity or anything else. It's about here's opportunity, get it done. Stephen Jones, the other
1: day in Indy on having to get Dak done to free up some other cap space. Well,
3: we got ways to adjust his cap number for this year. We are, you know, obviously between Dak and between Micah and CD, it's, you know, the salary cap's real for us. Uh, You know, with those three guys, you know, in a situation where we want to, you know, do deals with all three of them. Do you get to do everything you want to do with the salary cap? I don't think any team does. But, uh, you know, we're certainly going to be able to, uh you know go out and go to work and, and and get the things done that we feel like we need to get done to be successful
1: do you want to do those deals
2: this offseason?
5: yeah we're about not three of them. like i said won't expand on any details timing
2: amounts anything no, no, like. not timing but you said you want to do deals about three of them the i'm day. not gonna say when
1: okay look i still this is getting interesting a little bit dramatic i i still think it's 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 negotiating That's what it is. Give me the percentage on Dak Prescott getting his extension done this offseason. I will still say it's 80-20.
3: Yeah, I was going to say 75. 80% gets done. 75-80 was what I was thinking.
1: All right. So we're not totally buying all this.
3: It can Uh, be posturing a little bit, but it is interesting when, again, it's Michael referencing various sources, numbers of sources on different things relating to the lack of commitment we should get Gelkin on to talk about it that'd be that'd be great hopefully they don't rewind to 601 and hear you talking about the dallas morning
1: news (laughs) (laughs) yeah dallas
3: morning news who's in bed
1: with the ticket shutting down anyone that we want to have on as a reporter there so uh glad they're giving their reporters some more exposure on 100 watts on the home (sighs) of america's team good job don't get uncomfortable bob don't, don't get uncomfortable. All right. I'm going to start blowing up
3: all your spots
1: on the air. Blow them up. I blow them up. Go that's ahead. That's true. You do.
3: You do. That's, uh, you know, that's I'm looking. I'm
1: trying to get Calvin. I want Calvin Watkins to get some airtime. I want Gelkin. you know, work on his on-air delivery. He's a beast. We're reporting. Love Calvin. We can go ahead and get, you know, let's, let's get these guys on. But DMN wants to go ahead and, and shut it down. Um, so, you are paying attention to the combine meats. You said that is something to... Really pay attention to the guest list. Who's yeah, on it so yeah. far? Yeah, so
3: you'll you'll hear people talk about, oh, you know, the, the Cowboys are meeting with this person or meeting with that person, and you'll hear them differentiate between informal meeting and formal meeting. So one of the things I learned early on when I started developing relationships with people well, in the league or with the Cowboys is <laughs> when I would talk about, oh, they met informally with this person. I would have multiple people text me and go, hey, you know that doesn't matter at all, right? Informal means absolutely nothing. That could be, informal could count as Brian Schottenheimer walks up to somebody and goes, hey, great workout, young man. Uh, Where'd you go to school? You know, uh, where'd you go to high school? Oh, yeah, I I, I had a friend that went to that high school. All right, good talking to you. Good luck in the draft. That counts as an informal meeting. Like, that that would go on the record as that. So the formal meetings are more important. Those are 20-minute sit-downs in a suite- or in a conference room with multiple people from the team doing whiteboard work. Uh, and the formal meetings that the Cowboys have so far, uh, Edron Cooper, the linebacker from Texas A&M, Junior Colson, linebacker from Michigan, who uh, has caught the attention of Jordan Lewis, uh, as, uh, you know... As the morning show has. Oh, my yeah. God. The amount of
4: people who just completely misinterpreted that yesterday. Explain. Like, I, correct me if I'm wrong, none of us said that they should stop Going after players no. from Michigan, right? We,
3: no, we talked about fan reaction. Might be yeah. that they just go, "Oh, no, Michigan!" Which there were people replying to us going, "No, he's from Michigan. I don't want him." So yeah, we did
1: the topic like right. Oklahoma quarterbacks, Penn State running backs. Yeah. Do you stay away from Michigan defensive linemen after uh, Taco and Mozzie? Right, and then people kept
4: saying, "You guys are idiots. How dare? Why would you? Why would you consider staying away from somebody?" This is why
1: radio sucks. Now that was during the show or after Jordan Lewis responded to the fan story. But, but It was after the, it was the it was too. So the, people
4: who were listening also said that. No 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 It was the, it was it was the it was the people who were responding to either Jordan Lewis's comment or the fan the article, fan article yeah. tweet. Yeah, which is like yeah, you yeah, obviously didn't click the link. Yeah, because we <laughs> he obviously, obviously didn't listen.
3: Because we obviously also said like a, a clear outlier of this is Jordan Lewis has been with the team and played well for seven years, and that that didn't. Well, I mean look. Uh, or Aiden Hutchinson, as Sean brought up. Like, he's been a monster in the NFL. But, yeah. I mean, we, we brought up Lewis by name and said he's been a good player for them. To be fair, though, for someone who didn't listen to it, first
1: off, that, that is um, on them. But if you just read it, the headline you're looks... gonna suggest, you're gonna think that we're saying stay away from right. Michigan players. And Jordan Lewis tweeted back, "Damn,
3: yeah, that's all he said was just damn." Yeah. But it, it's it, it got the the go blue, it got the Derek Hollins and the Mooney Demers just blowing up our <laughs> blowing up our spot. Uh, another Michigan player that they formerly met with, Chris Jenkins. Remember Chris Jenkins, Panthers the lineman. Yeah, this mm. is Chris Jenkins Jr. Oh, again, it's another. We're hitting this cycle now of how old we are of. You know, players yeah. that we saw growing up that were dominant at one point. Now their kids are getting kicked into the NFL. But lots of defensive linemen. Uh, Tavondre Sweat from Texas, the defensive tackle. So they formally met with five defensive tackles, three linebackers. Uh, they'll continue to meet with various people, you know, as more position groups get in there. But all defense? All defense so far. So And, and they get The Rule approach. Yeah. The <laughs> approach. They get 45 meetings. So they've used up eight so far, all of them on defense. Thank you, Bobby Belt, our Cowboys
1: insider who is on his way to Indianapolis tomorrow. Did the NBA apologize to the Mavericks for the Cleveland game? And Luka Doncic celebrates 25 in style even though not everyone is in love with his game. We'll talk about it next.
0: Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12th precious pieces of cargo they are so let instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date download the instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last minimum ten dollar per order additional term supply
2: hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank
1: There's still work to do with four and a half minutes left of the game. One twenty-two to one ten, Dallas.
4: Hard drive, tough shots. What an acrobatic finish!
1: That was follow-up on the call last night on Bally. The Mavs respond like I knew they would, even after the Cleveland devastation beating Toronto one thirty-six, one twenty-five. Luca. Triple-double, Kyrie, who you just heard in the highlight, had 29 points. P.J. Washington with his best game as a Maverick with 23-6, three blocks. And Derek Lively, I cannot love this guy. It's just Tyson Chandler Jr. with nine points, but the five blocks. And then Tim Hardaway, they were playing. They They were playing. This is how bad Tim Hardaway has been. I tweeted out like the the, the the gif of the guy shooting the bricks, you know, GIF. behind the three point line, gif, gif, whatever, screw you. And Tim like had two awful, awful misses. Well then Bally goes like this run the Tim Hardaway highlight package. He's in double digits. And and I didn't like go and check the numbers. Like is Hardaway scoring like thirty? And I I just look stupid tweeting out the bricks. Uh he scored sixteen. Woo! So five of thirteen for
3: Tim, no one's but he's dying. been
1: in such a bad slump they had to go ahead and crank out the highlight reel package for him.
3: Yeah, I mean, look, 16 points on, you know, 40% three-point shooting is notable when you put up four points in 26 minutes and don't make a three against Cleveland. You recently put up 12 points on 11% three-point shooting this uh, guy's got a Phoenix.
1: This guy's got a quicker release than Brady had. I'd like to go and get the <laughs> NBA time measurements yeah. on catch and release and how long the ball is actually with you. Hardaway's got to be... He's got to be top three in the league. He can't wait. He can't <laughs> wait to shoot it.
4: He just can't. Now, sometimes that works, you know, when he's when he's on a heater. Uh, but other times, man, it's just like you, you, what he's doing is just trying to get the rebound from somebody else.
3: I, I, I've i made the comparison a bunch before I know, but he really is. He's basketball Joey Gallo, where it's either he's going on these hot streaks where he's making nine out of 11 threes that he's putting up, or he will shoot 12% over the course of two weeks. He is, he is completely hot and cold.
1: Jason Kidd, after the devastating loss in Cleveland and the bounce back last night,
3: I thought the intent, the um, the energy uh, pre game was was in the right place. I mean, understanding we we lost on a 50 footer, You could easily we're still thinking about that game. Um, but I thought the guys moved forward, pushed. I uh, thought about Toronto, understanding they had a three game winning streak, and uh, I thought you know you look at. What Exum did, you know, back in his 16 minutes, he was good. Uh, I thought um, Gafford was good, Timmy. And then uh, I thought PJ had another good game
2: for us on both ends.
3: Yeah, it's nice for Gafford to actually get playing time this time uh, as opposed (laughs) to the Cleveland game when he played, what, like three minutes? That was one of the things people complained about coming out of the Cleveland game. It was like, why the hell is Gafford, like, who's been playing pretty well for you and giving you size and rebounds and everything else, why is he playing essentially, I think, seven minutes or something like that? His
1: the- minutes since being acquired: 17, 24, 23, 17. 19 7 against the Cavs, then 25 last
3: night. I mean, the Cavs don't have a good big man, though. They don't have like a notable, like interior. Pro- oh, wait, no, they have Jared Allen. So, <laughs> never mind. <Yeah>. I, I, <laughs> uh, I, but, well, I mean, at least Derek Lively played a bunch. Oh, no, Derek Lively played 22 minutes against the Cavaliers. Well, so Tim went, Hardaway they, played they went 30. Small. They did yeah. go small. They
4: went small because, like, because what's his name? He only got seven. Uh, it was just crazy. The rotations are crazy. It's uh, it, like sometimes they're just, we just wonder. And this is the same thing with football. Like, well, why do you only get this many carries? Why they lose? Why they lose track of the uh, of the run game in this? And I, and I wonder like how much that happens in basketball too. Like, do you just get lost in rotations?
1: Well, it seems like if you go small, you dictate. Yeah. You, no one is you're like going. we're staying big. No one does that because you're in an offensive league and you're going to have the advantage offensively. They don't worry about you pounding small guys in the paint. We, you Which know, is perfect because you know marks. you got
4: like you know like you know yesterday Toronto went small with uh,
1: Grady Dick. Well done. Uh, we got the officiating report. Bobby, with a lot of the specifics and details. Final two minutes. Did the league apologize to the Mavericks for all the calls?
3: They did not. Um, <laughs> in fact, they they gave us a bunch of CYA responses. Um, now, they did admit fault in one area that we didn't even discuss, and, and we'll touch on that in just a sec. But let's go over the place specifically that we were talking about. So the NBA, I love that the NBA does this. In games that I think are between, like like as long as the final scores within three points, they will release a game log of here is the reasoning behind every call and non-call that was made in the final two minutes of the game. It's called the final two-minute report. I love the transparency. I think it's great that they go into detail explaining everything. I I I could not believe that there was a write-up on all the different things we talked about on yesterday's show. Yeah, and so the first one, uh, Josh Green basically getting tackled by Darius Garland on the three-point shot. The NBA, in their post-game review, said, correct non-call. They said, Garland legally contests Green's jump shot, making contact with the ball prior to high-five contact after the ball is released. So they say, that was right, shouldn't have been a whistle. On the Kyrie offensive foul. The NBA said Irving overtly hooks his off Wait, arm. So they were saying with Josh Green that that was, you know, the whole handball. Mm-hmm. Post-release. Okay. And so it didn't affect the shot. Did not affect the shot. Yes.
1: But if you make body contact, that's still a foul. Well, they said it was high-five right. contact. so they But Josh reacted I like he got sniped. That's the way he reacted. He shot back like this. He did, and he kicked the leg out. He
3: he did the Reggie Miller kick. So they
1: were saying a little acting.
3: The Kyrie offensive foul, which Mike Bassick, to all of our surprise, said thought that was the right call. And the NBA gave the same line. They said Kyrie Irving overtly hooks his off arm around Struce's left arm and initiates contact. That affects Struess's ability to defend the drive. So they say that that was definitely him trying to draw a call and impeding Max Struis' ability to defend. Uh, on the P.J. Washington last-second layup, they say Jarrett Allen gets to the height of the ball and makes contact with it during Washington's shot attempt at the basket. Any ensuing contact with Washington's wrist is marginal. Okay, so that's where I I think they're getting a little more. That's not a technical definition. That's them judging. Well, how, how much did he catch the wrist? I, I still have a problem with that one. I think it should have been an and one. The one area. they wait, list- wait. That was with the Kyrie layup or the offensive? That was the PJ Washington layup. Yeah, that was the PJ Washington layup where he gets. I mean, it's the same contact to me anyway that Ginobili had on Dirk's famous Game 7 playoff layup that sent it in overtime. But the one area where the NBA acknowledged a call was incorrect and it was a missed call, one we didn't even discuss, on the possession where Donovan Mitchell hits the go ahead three pointer to take the lead at 115, 113 with like a little under two minutes left. So not the bank shot three, but the other one. Uh, the NBA's officiating review determined that the possession should have resulted in a Cleveland turnover because officials missed an offensive 3-second call against Jared Allen. And they they will give you a video clip showing you here's here's the incident and this is what it is. When you watch the video of the play, Jared Allen is in the paint for 6 seconds and it's never called. Ugh. And that's one where I if, believe that's illegal. It that's 113-112 lead for the Mavericks. You're talking about 150 left in the game. That's a turnover by the Cavaliers. Dallas ball. I mean, that's that's a big missed call. But they listed everything else and said either the no calls were correct or the fouls that were called were correct. That's the only one that they said was missed in the final two minutes.
1: So, last night, Luca becomes the first player in league history to record a 30-point triple-double on his birthday. He scored 25 or more points in nine straight games, topping 40 twice in that span. Here are his NBA ranks before the age of 25. Points, he's third. Three-point field goals made, he's first. I I even think maybe his shooting is not talked about enough. Because right now, when he shoots it, I'm like, that's going in. If he's open, that's money. By the way, I went back and checked. This month, I ended up being right with my gut. I had to check the numbers, though. His best shooting month since the three games in October to start off the year. Highest field goal percentage, highest three-point percentage is he's playing perfect offensive basketball, in my opinion. Assists seventh all time in the history of the league before the age of 25. 40-point games, fourth. Triple-doubles, second. Any of those surprise you that he's low? Like that he's seventh in assists on that list? that he's fourth in 40-point games, that there's other players in the history of the league who actually did more before the age of 25 than him in those categories. Mm.
3: Seventh and assists is kind of interesting to me. Yeah. Because, like, the yeah. when you talk about younger players and younger point guards, like, that's such a cerebral position and the way that you're orchestrating and everything else. Like, I wouldn't think there's just a bunch of high-volume assist guys before 25, or, or well, not also, six of them.
4: until the last, you know, recent years... Most of these players were 22 before they got the league. We, they were they were in college. You know, you weren't getting the same amount of euros that came in the
3: league at 19 years old or, or high school kids. So just yeah, it surprised me a little bit that he's that low assists. Yeah, I would have thought he would have been higher. The rest of it sort of makes sense to me. Like I mean, the the three. Most three-point field goals make sense because it's just an era of he's putting up 10 threes a game right now. Yeah,
1: so someone that Bobby loves uh, said he didn't necessarily love Luka's game, and it feels like both of you guys kind of agree. Well, this is uh, Bill Simmons. The goat. Now, how, how are you on Bill Simmons? Me? Yeah, you. I used to be obsessed with his column at ESPN. I can't stand his voice. I don't. You know, it's all nasally. I, I don't go and seek out his when he says something about basketball. I'm interested in it because I respect his basketball opinion. I got his book of basketball. Great book. I don't listen to his podcast ever. Uh, yeah, I, but don't, I used look, to love him at ESPN. I loved his pop culture. I loved his columns. I
3: loved his columns. He's a really good writer. Like, like I still to this day think he's a good writer. I, I don't love that he's become. Does like, he
1: still write for the Ringer?
3: Uh, no, that, that's what I'm saying. Like does I don't. He own it
1: though. He own
4: yeah, he
3: he owned Grantland, and then he when Grantland shut down, he owned The Ringer. But I still think that's where his talent really is, his writing.
4: All right, so he had he was on a podcast with him and Ryan Rosillo. Well, great voice. Uh, yeah, he does. Very good voice. Like me, um, Peyton. I don't think you said you don't have this. Audio. Peyton doesn't have this audio.
1: I do not. Okay, great, cool.
3: I mean, it's not like it was in our group message. Did okay, when do you
1: guys send it? Yeah.
3: No, well, I mean, you sent it like two days ago.
1: Anyway, go ahead. We All don't right. want to mess up Way Peyton's go, Peyton. mindset for his segment coming up. Oh, yeah. yeah it's Thursday. I forget it he it checks it's, out.
3: That's yeah. already
4: over. Uh Anyway, he said he doesn't like Luke. He hates Luka's game. So he was talking about the most watchable, his favorite players to watch in the league. And he had Luca eighth. He did not have him in his top seven uh, of players because he doesn't like mono ball. Now. What? Mono ball. But he called it. And this is where he lost me heliocentric. That's <laughs> not, not a word. It's not a word, okay? Stop. And then, please, young young broad... I'm going to say like Peyton Manning here with you. Young quarterbacks. <laughs> young broadcasters out there, your job is not to make me feel like an idiot. <laughs> I do that enough of my own. Your job is to present the facts, the information, report, whatever... Uh, Without making us feel like we need to... If I need to go to a dictionary, Nick Wright shame loves, on you.
1: Nick Wright loves doing this with his vocabulary. Yeah,
4: you're not smarter than anybody else because your vocabulary is bigger. All that tells me is you were a loser as a kid.
1: Heliocentric having or representing the sun as the center. As in the accepted astronomical model of the solar system.
3: Yeah, that's Luca, right? Like, he is, he is the focus. He is... Mr. Usage Rate, like like that's his game. I I
4: don't. feel is ball dominant. I don't know. It kind of means the same thing. Yeah.
3: Yeah, but it doesn't. It doesn't thin the herd. Doesn't thin the herd out uh, of the yeah. listenership. Yeah. So. <laughs> uh, look, I think that it, it's a little upsetting, like when you look at it on the face. But I also looked at it. And I was like, this is essentially my criticism of Lamar Jackson, like that it's he's got this ability. He's like, but it, but to me, it's like he doesn't play the position the way I want the position played. And so that's basically what Bill Simmons is saying. He's saying he's an incredible talent. He doesn't play basketball the way I like basketball played. So I just, I'm not a fan of his style. He is as selfish as
1: Peyton with sushi and subtitles. (laughs) The payload is next on (laughs) 105.3 The Fan.
2: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai.
5: Okay, am I hearing this right? The Morning Show is letting Peyton Russell have his own segment?
2: I just don't get it. We've known Peyton for years. He's horrible on the mic. I mean, gathering the foreigners, this is going to be a train wreck.
3: Daddy does work work, and Peyton just does board hopping.
5: That is right. It is Thursday at 640. It's time for the payload. And I don't believe in national champions, and I don't believe in <laughs> subtitles. I'll get to that in one second, because you guys are a bunch of losers out there using <laughs> subtitles. Ooh, come but at me, look, bro. Um, so I need some relationship advice here. Nothing bad. No, 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 you know, it's not going downhill with me, and Mackenzie. We had her four months you know, on Monday, so we're doing great at our new house. Do people mark that? Um, uh, Gen Zers do, and she's a Gen Zer, so she's all about it. But look, so we all crave certain foods, right, that we got to have at that moment or got to have within the next couple of days. Yep. Sean, you're a big barbecue guy. You got to have the barbecue. got to have the meats. So I crave sushi every once in a while. It's not every day I can just like, you know, like, it's not like a burger or chicken. I can just have it whenever. I got to, if I crave it, I got to have it immediately. Or got to yep. have it within the next day or two. My girlfriend Mackenzie is anti-seafood everything, just like Bobby. She does not like seafood. Her and Bobby are like the same person. Cheap it's ridiculous. Dates.
1: Cheap dates. God,
5: but... Like, there's some times where I really want the sushi, and she refuses to eat it. But she's very thoughtful and says, you know what? And she swears by she's fine with it. She it's not like a trick or anything. But she has told me, if I want sushi or seafood, we'll go to the restaurant. You order. I won't, you know, she won't get anything, but we'll pick up something on the way home. <sighs> It's like what do I do? A seven year old to dinner. What do I we'll do? We'll get McDonald's exactly, on the way. That's why I said she's immature because of that right there. <laughs> wow. wow. <laughs> but look, like, I mean, what do I do in this situation? Do I just take her, do I take her word and just go to the restaurant? It's again, it's not like every night I'm doing this. It's just once every month, probably. I'll, you know, I'll drag it out a little bit. Will but like, she
1: eat like a stir fry? You know what I mean? Like, can, it, Sushi restaurants sometimes have. That's the thing though. Like a sushi restaurant is mainly sushi. It's not like you can well, go and you can pick, get fried
5: rice. You can get fried rice, you can get some edamame. What well, if I told you she's she's not a big rice person either? There's not much she likes. You know, it's mac and cheese and dino nuggets for her. You oh, wow. You're not being serious. Matt right? yesterday. She, just went, she went to Sam's Club the other day and just got a 12 pack of mac and cheese. In a big bag of sixty count Dino nuggets, well, I was hold- like, "I'm I'm good." Dino, wait nuggets. wait, wait, wait,
3: wait, 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 wait yes. Hold on. What kind of mac and cheese is it? Just the regular old craft, one or is it like the deluxe? No, this is craft.
1: Is there a certain sushi restaurant you're trying to go to in particular?
5: Really anything at this? Okay. point, honestly.
1: Well, they have a what's what's the fried appetizer that you can get there, Amanda? The wontons. You, you, you can get wontons, but you know when they tempura things, you know yeah. tempura shrimp. Something like that. The
4: seafood? She doesn't like she doesn't like shrimp at
5: all? nothing le- oh, seafood. yeah. You, know? you can't you can't talk her in anything. Like, hey, come try this with me. Like, you can't nothing. She, she doesn't come like trying new things. It's like she has her set menu and like that's what she's going off.
1: Do of. you believe that she's that cool that she would sit there, yeah, watch you a, eat, no. be cool with it, and then get something on the way home?
5: She said there's a couple things. One, we just can't go super late. At you know to eat, it can't be like a seven o'clock dinner where I'm over by eight, and then she's eating at eight thirty when I pick up the food, and then I have to buy her food on the way home of her choice.
1: What about uh, ramen? Does she like ramen? Ramen noodles. Yeah, I think so.
5: I think she could do that. You 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 can can order.
1: You can order ramen there. Look, the uh, the simple solution to this is one night while you are at home, have sushi delivered. Just get delivered. Just get just Just get sushi delivered. She eats her chicken nuggets. And you're good to go. I don't. I think, can't
4: believe this is a conversation. He's, I he's, I, I'm stunned. A, a, a mid 20s,
3: only eating mac and cheese and dinosaur nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> you have to be exaggerating on that front. Like she, she will go eat places. Oh, you guys yeah, go to yes. steakhouses and yes, stuff.
5: Yes, yes. Okay, burgers, chicken. Like, like that's her. That's her. That's steak? her vibe. No, stay, does she get like a, steak? Is fine. What she get it?
4: Yeah. You, you guys have gone to Olive Garden because I know you love it there. Uh, we have not, but we went to cold peppers. You know, that was the, that was the
1: other date. Yeah, don't
5: oh, she's sorry. listening right now. Sorry. That didn't work out. You all. just called her immature. Uh, <laughs> yeah,
3: you're worried about a saying. No. Yeah. Yeah.
5: But I do believe dirt. it's not going to jeopardize the relationship if I do take her to place. I just, it, I don't it think looks you bad can do for it. me. It I, looks yeah, bad for me. I don't think you. you can do it. Yes, I,
3: it's a selfish move. No, no, yeah. you, can, you can do it. No. As, like, Bobby would do it. Bobby My, would do it. Probably. I this I do this to you guys every time we're in like we're on the road and yeah, you guys want to go to some our you we're guys want to sleeping with you. No, but you want to yeah. you want to go no. to some uh no, we got our own rooms now. No, but one of the uh whenever we're out at somewhere, I will if I don't want to eat there and you guys are all in favor, I'm not going to say anything. When we went to the fish taco spot in Oxford, I was not going to eat anything there. But I was also not going to, like, throw up a big protest and, like, prevent y'all from Like going. you did the buffet? I didn't throw up a protest <laughs> on that. I just wasn't going to go to that one. But I I sat there. We did the whole thing. And then on the way home, I picked up food. And it wasn't a big deal. It's, this, she seems. It's different with it's you. It's different with a group you're, of people, you're, too.
1: You're not, a, you're
3: not a girlfriend. She seems cool enough no. from what I've seen that I, I think she would be okay with this. I would let Kristen do this. And I think Kristen would let me do it.
1: Tonight or tomorrow or the next time you have the craving. Say, look, tonight I'm ordering sushi for myself. And order it to the house. Then you don't have to go out and have the awkward... I would not do it in a dinner setting out and
3: about. Let her just sit there. He pays for shared margaritas, won't pay for avocado. You think he's going to pay delivery charges. true. Go pick it up.
1: Call, do a
2: call-in yeah. order. Make a her, oh, make yeah, her pick her pick it up. That.
5: You guys pick it up. You have to go to the finest place because you're going to pick something up for her on the way home, too. There you go. People there's are, not many like sushi places just right in Rockwall. I'd be driving you know, halfway across the country to get something. You know? so i rather just drive to a nice scenery in Dallas or sort of there's Plano. There's three in Roanoke. Surely there's
3: more <laughs> in Rockwall. <laughs> the, the the fan text is suggesting you just go to a hibachi place because they're saying yeah. you can get the sushi and then she can, can, can find something to eat there. You hibachi, get
5: the sushi if, at the we table. Do we have hibachi?
1: Yeah. So you're never. Gonna go. You've you have not taken her to your all time number one favorite Korean barbecue. I have not. There's been no Korean. You you took her there, to the casinos uh before you took her to your Korean barbecue, which you went to every single weekend.
5: There's been one time since we've been dating, and it was a couple weeks ago that my friends went to Korean barbecue, and she was busy. She was babysitting for the weekend, had to stay at the the house. That Would she, she, she hate it? Um, I just. I, no, she would like it, but she would not. Even though, like I'm paying for it, she wouldn't get the money's worth. You, she would eat yeah. a little bit, and then like that would be it. She'd be done. You
4: can't ask. Okay, so here's the thing. Because it's just meat. It's just meat and meat, yeah. and meat. you can't ask her to give up something that she loves and she's always loved, and she can't ask you to do the same. Which she's not. She's not, but it, she is. Because if she's saying that she's, no one's gonna go on a date with with your girlfriend or your wife, and one of you eat at the table and the other one just sits there. Like, that's yeah. just not realistic. Then that's they, not sustainable. Just get it to go. It's not a big deal. But that's not fun. Like, the whole point of getting something out, going out to eat is, like, just being out. So what would you do? I I, I have no idea. First of all, I mean, I don't
3: know. I, I, would, I would date a normal person. <laughs> oh, uh, wow. Wow. No wow. offense. I'm just oh, kidding. Geez. No but no like, offense. Peyton's normal. Don't talk about it. Like, like I think it's
4: what you have. like You have to have a conversation. Like, you look, just have
3: Walchuck pick it up. I know,
4: right? <laughs> like, this is what I want to do. I want to go to sushi. Like I want you to, you don't have, find something there. Yeah. And find something there that you can eat. And and you have to—you're gonna have to give something up on your side that you don't like to do that she does.
1: Bobby's wife has to deal with this all the time. On the flight to Vegas, I was just looking up restaurants, and this poor girl, she was looking over my shoulder. You know, like, I, I would love to go to one of those, but I can't because of Bobby. Oh. So she could not, oh. you know, we couldn't go to tap. Yeah, I you play, were asleep. I played You long. were asleep when we were talking about it. <laughs> you, were, you were asleep. That's no, why I got the neck still. pillow shot. Yes. And she's like, I would really like to go to one of these, da-da-da, but I can't because of Bobby. So she feels she feels the same You thing. know
3: what? And, the, and because of her th- thought process with this, and this is, Mackenzie, I know you're listening right now. So if you're annoyed that you're like, what else am I supposed to do? I've told you you can go do this, and now you're making this deal of it. Mackenzie, you need to do what I do, which is you tell them, yeah, I'll get something to eat there. And then when you show up, you don't. You just go, yeah, I was never getting anything, (laughs) but I knew you wouldn't come here if I said I'm not getting anything. But I wanted you to enjoy it. I think she's being pretty selfless here.
5: Yeah. No, it sounds selfless. Right. And I think it's genuine. I've I've said that. I believe her 100% that she's not putting me through a trap because girls will say, oh, it's fine when it's really not fine. Yeah. But, hey, you know,
1: get a uh, get a get a soup, get a get a
5: get a egg drop yeah. soup,
1: get a get a wonton soup, yeah, get something
5: like that. So I love sushi, but Chicken absolutely, I, I absolutely hate people who use subtitles to watch TV and movies. Since when does subtitles make you hear the movie better? Like Have the, you ever watched? Do you, know, do you like <laughs> Narcos? No. Do you know seen. what that is? TV show never seen it. Oh my Well yeah, that's it. You can't
4: watch a show in Spanish if you don't speak it without okay, subtitles. Okay,
5: that, that's not that's not the point though. I yeah, get I'm it. Yeah, foreigners. It's I- it- it's- I get that. If it's a foreign film, then yes, for sure. Put the subtitles on so you can understand it. But I'm talking about just watching The Office and having Michael Scott's you know, dialogue at like the, the bottom. the caption. Yeah. Yes. Do a lot of people do that? Dude, my whole family does what? it. Like, I do I turn on the Netflix, and that's the first thing, and so I have to switch it every do, single time. Do they not realize that maybe they don't know it's on? Are they hard of
4: hearing?
3: You it, have no, subtitles. Not, not, on- not on every single one, but there's a lot of shows that just because of the sound mixing or whatever else, it's like this is difficult to hear what the hell they're saying. And so, like yeah. I will, I throw up subtitles for certain okay. shows.
1: I have two counters to this. Number one, if it's like Narcos or something like that, or Griselda, which a lot of people did not apparently Crouching Tiger, like, Dragon, uh, you got you, you got to have it on. It used to bother me, but my my two counters to this are number one, the inconsistency of television sound, like mm-hmm. Bobby's saying. I get in the most arguments I get into with my wife is about the sound of the TV. She said, why do you have to have it so loud? I'm like, I, I literally have not touched the remote. It's the commercial, it it doesn't even it out. I know there's supposed to be TVs and technology, and Bobby, you're a you're a sound nerd with all this, but it's not even. Like some shows are really, really low. She even gets mad when she hears the direct TV like click, 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 click with the volume. And that's my other thing. If you're trying to watch something while they're going to sleep, if you're both in bed. Sometimes you need the sound lower with the subtitles to match them up together. Uh, But otherwise, man, I feel like TV sound is
3: inconsistent. Just have your eyes up, and it's helpful for, like, what the hell did they just say? You can quickly dart your eyes down, pick up the dialogue, look back up. Vox did a video on this last year. It was called Why We All Need Subtitles Now. It was talking about the epidemic of bad sound mixing that has caused people to go, like, what the hell's the dialogue? I can't hear it. This was a big issue with Tenet. When the movie Tenet came out, people were like, the mixing here is so bad, you can't understand what they're saying. Mm. There's 11 million views on this video, because it's become a problem that the with the mixing. like You can't hear the dialogue, clearly.
1: Does she, does
5: McKenzie need subtitles? No, she doesn't. That's why I chose her to be my girlfriend. Oh, and that's her. what. But a lot of toll is waiting on the truckwreck.com fan text, 877-881-1053. A lot of people saying they have kids, and that's why they use it, which is understandable. But... Some are saying their kids are 18, 20, 22 and still use it. And so I think it's again, it gets back to RJ's favorite generation. It's a Gen Z problem.
3: What what I'm would you stunned. I can't believe they would want to do more work. What would you and rather read during TV? What would you rather? Would you swap Mackenzie willingly eating sushi for her wanting to have subtitles on everything y'all watch? Ooh, good question. Because
5: subtitles throw me off because I'm reading it and I'm not paying attention to what I'm watching. Because I have to read ahead of it. It throws me off. I'd rather her just not have sushi. I can get sushi on my own time yeah. when she's busy. Ooh. he really hates the foreigners. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, whoa. I
1: no, I, I I don't mind them. I used yeah. to hate it. I used to hate it be distracting. But again, the TV sounding consistency late at night, you're watching, you know, a Spanish movie. Uh, you still, but mixed with English. Narcos is the perfect example. Narcos
4: is a perfect example. I, I mean, I would never even think of using it on a regular English, you know, exactly. speaking it's right just, it, now. Maybe the Game of Thrones. Never saw it. It's because, like sometimes, you know, they, they, you know, it's English. It's real English. It's fake English, right? And sometimes their accents I don't understand. Yeah, Uh, but other than that, no, I would never use that.
1: How did the Rangers? Good job, good job, nice. with the payload. mid Thursdays, maybe you have to take over Bobby's segments Friday and Monday here on DFW Sports Station. How did the Rangers do against Yamamoto? The phenom made his debut and. The rest of the NFL telling us that Mike McCarthy's way better than many in DFW think. NFL report cards are out from the players themselves. One of our favorite things to go to next.
2: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.